So Derek Brunson dominated Kevin Holland for a five-round unanimous decision victory on Saturday night. It's a performance where Kevin Holland was able to show that he can talk the talk, but not necessarily walk the walk. This is The Battle Camp. My name is Rahul J. Chan. Thank you very much for joining me. Now, look, first and foremost, apologies because I'm a little bit late with this one. Um, I did intend to make this video earlier on in the week, but I just didn't get around to it because sometimes life gets in the way. It's been busy. It's been a little bit hectic. And I nearly gave up on the idea of making this video. Um, but let's face it. This has been the talk of the MMA town this week, no pun intended. And um, if you know me, if you're familiar with the channel, you'll know that I literally spend hours every week watching or listening to MMA content, whether it's on YouTube or podcast platforms. And my main kind of reason for making this video is I've heard a lot of opinions about this fight and why Kevin Holland behaved the way in which he did. But I haven't really seen anyone express um, an opinion that I have up until yesterday. Um, yesterday is the first time I saw someone prominent in combat sport media. And it happens to be legendary tech trainer Teddy Atlas, so I'm in good company, express this opinion. And it's an opinion that I've shared previously on a few occasions. Um, and one example that I can think of is um, Conor McGregor in the lead up to his fight with Khabib. And what I call this behavior is a deferral of responsibility. And what I mean by that is this. So taking Conor McGregor as an example, he's a guy that is loud, brash, um, he's quick with his tongue. He's not scared to insult his opponent. But he's also a man that prides himself in his training and preparation for fights. And he's a guy that talks on a regular basis about how meticulous he is in preparing himself for a fight. So he's in peak physical condition come fight night. And the behavior that I'm talking about specifically uh, in the lead up to the Khabib fight is two days before the fight, during the press conference, what we saw was Conor McGregor sat there with a bottle of Proper 12 in one hand and a glass of whiskey in the other, having a drink. Now that behavior doesn't correlate with a man that is meticulous about his training regimen uh, or his fight camp for fight night, right? So he was sat there two days before his fight, having a drink of whiskey. Now, for me personally, seeing him do that was just Conor McGregor having an inbuilt excuse if he didn't win on fight night. And we saw he didn't win on fight night. Khabib won that fight. And I feel like that just gave him that little window, that little crack in the window um, to basically say that, you know what, if I trained my hardest, if I was, if I was, um, if I took this 100% seriously, that fight could have gone differently. That fight could have gone differently. It's something that is just human nature. And the reason why I talk about this is I found myself doing stuff like this as I kind of got older. I found myself struggling a little bit in certain um, subjects when it came to, you know, studying in high school and, and, and college and just kind of being a bit like, all right, well, I'm not going to revise for that because it, it kind of, it didn't even make any sense, right? So if you're struggling with something and you know you're going to be tested on it at a certain point in the future, you should do all you can to prepare for that test so you can be the best version of yourself. Whereas I would take 
a different route by saying, you know what, I'm not really going to revise because when it comes to the test, if I don't get the result that I want, at least then I've got an excuse to say, oh, I didn't really try. Like, but I wasn't consciously saying this to myself. It was almost like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't need to revise. I don't care. I don't care. And then bam, I'd get the, do the exam. I'd get my results. And then I'd be like, oh, but if I tried harder, I'd have, I'd have got a better result. And that's why I talk about this deferral of responsibility so much because I've done it myself, right? And I see other people doing it. And like, I've seen people say, oh, Kevin Holland just got started believing his own source and he started kind of got wrapped up in the persona of being a guy that talks and blah, 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 etc., etc., etc. And that's not how I see it. That's not how I see Kevin Holland. Um, and it all, the alarm bell started ringing for me during his appearance on the Joe Rogan experience which was a couple of weeks ago, where Joe Rogan was asking him about basic things that fighters do to prepare for fights and try to improve, um, whether they're in camp or whether they're just training uh, to get better. Basic things such as uh, <clears throat> nutrition, such as strength and conditioning, such as running, such as um, using coaches to, to help you uh, with the mental side of the game. And for me, majority of the times when Con uh, Conor McGregor, when Joe Rogan was talking about these things with Kevin Holland, what do you do about this? Or what do you do about that? Or, or how do you improve here? Kevin Holland just was being this aloof asshole, to be frank. And watching him, or sorry, listening to that, um, I, I thought to myself, this guy is, on one hand, he's a guy that talks about wanting to be world champion, wanting to fight Israel Adesanya. And on the other hand, he can't have a conversation with Joe Rogan about his training and what he's doing to be a better version of himself. And on top of that, his trainers having to jump in in certain intervals during the conversation to say, oh no, this is what we do about this, or this is what we do here. And then I, I, while I was listening to that, I just wasn't sure, is Kevin Holland playing a role here? A role that is in um, line with his persona in the octagon? Or is this just Kevin Holland? A guy that has kind of just got lucky because, let's face it, when he fought Darren Stewart, that was a razor-thin victory for Kevin Holland. And after that performance, it seems like he's had a rocket strapped to his back and he's gone off into the stratosphere. But if you actually look at his record, and I've said this previously as well, it's not just me saying this now that he's lost, but if you actually look at his record and the names on his record, the only one since that Darren Stewart victory, and I'm doing this right now, that I'd say I'm like really, really kind of, you know, kind of impressed with, is Jacare and what version of Jacare is that because for me for my money it's a guy that just doesn't have what he once had he's a shadow of his former self right and now this was his actual test he's fighting a top 10 middleweight who's well-rounded and he's a, a guy that is good everywhere effectively right <clears throat> but we're in a position now during the fight itself, right? Kevin Holland, he's gotten taken down. Um, I listened to an interview that he did with Ara Hawani where he basically said, we were prepared to be taken down, but we thought that Derek Brunson would advance into mount and he didn't, he stayed in side control and that's something we hadn't prepared for. So um, 
while I know you've only got a minute with your corner and I know, you know, your corner aren't going to say, oh, all you've got to do is A, B, C and D and, you know, he won't be able to do that to you again. Um, but that's an opportunity for you to talk to your corner and say, this is what's happening. What, what should I do here? What do you suggest? Like, do you have anything you can tell me about this situation of, of Brunson staying inside control? But he chose to stand there and talk to Khabib. And what is the function of talking during a fight? Because for me, generally speaking, people that talk, they do it to get under the skin of their opponents. They do it to get under their opponent's skin, to get a reaction, to make them um, fight out of character, um, to make them get emotionally involved in a fight for them, for that, for that act to be then exposed. Like the whole point of talking to someone is to make them behave, get angry. Um, but Derek Brunson wasn't showing any of that. Derek Brunson did a very, very good job of ignoring all of it. So what's the point? Like, what is the point in this talking thing? What is the point in this whole gimmick? And to me, it was just simply a deferral of responsibility because when he got taken down in that fight, he realized, ah, oh, shit, I haven't got an answer here. And rather than knuckling down and saying, you know what, I'm going to try and I'm just going to have to try. I'm just going to have to try and get back up. I'm going to have to go back to my corner and actually say to them, look, what do you what do you think I should do in this situation? He just kind of shrugged his shoulders and played the class clown effectively. Just so he could walk away from that octagon saying, you know what, if I tried my best, I could have beaten him. I could have beaten him. And all this, what I'm talking about, boils down to is being afraid of failure. It's being afraid of being the, giving the best version of yourself and still coming short and still failing. But the ironic thing is, is whichever way you look at it, you still fail, right? So like, he can now go home and lie in his bed and take some form of solace in, you know what, I didn't try my best. <clears throat> I didn't try my best. And if I did, on another day, I'd beat Derek Brunson. But what good is that? Because you had the opportunity to beat Derek Brunson and you lost. Do you know what I mean? So either way, you're, you're fucking losing. So, you, so doesn't it make sense to just try your best, try your, like, give it your everything and then <clears throat> when you come short, at least then you can lie in bed and say, you know what? Yeah, I tried my best. It just wasn't good enough. At least then to yourself, you're not living in regret. I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and that's kind of how I, how I see this whole situation. And um, to go back to Teddy Atlas, it's the first time I've seen someone, like I say, prominent in combat sport express this opinion. And Teddy Atlas did it a lot better than I did because he gave examples of fighters that he's personally trained where he saw these patterns of people just not trying um, their absolute best because they were scared of what, what might happen um, if they do try their best and they still fail. And I just, I just honestly, I think it's, interesting man I, I genuinely think it's interesting and and i'm gonna put i'll put a link to it in the in my description thing but um that's my opinion that's my opinion on kevin holland 
Um, that's what I think. That's why I think he continued to talk the way he did and he behaved the way in which he did. Um, let me know what you guys think. Put your comments below. Um, if you've enjoyed this video, please don't be scared to like it, share this with a friend, uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and I will catch you guys next time. <clears throat>